this morning's sermon is entitled The Power of Quality Control. The Power of Quality Control. In every business, you have this concept of quality control or quality assurance. The goal of quality control is to be able to find some way to measure the quality of the business you're in or the product or service that you are offering to your customers. So I likened this concept of the power of quality control to the power of the quality of life. And you remember the old commercial, uh, the fruit of the looms inspection lady? Do you remember she would come on and she would have a number, uh, she was inspector number 34 or something, and they would say every pair of drawers or every underwear were inspected uh, for quality to make sure they met the standard before they sent them out to the consumer. And so maybe we shouldn't focus so much on quantity of life before we focus on quality of life. And so I'm just wondering, before you go out in the world as a franchise, in the family business, as you go out and represent God, I'm wondering, do you have any inspections that are taking place? Do you have any tests or processes in place to check the quality of your life, the quality of your franchise, or the quality of your business before you present yourself to the world? And so I want to make sure that quality uh, that you understand that quality brings quantity. In other words, the better your product, the better your quantity will gain. So if you have something that's good in quality, then quite naturally people are going to gravitate, more people are going to gravitate to the quality of what you're offering. Now, in summary, uh, quality control, again from Investopedia, is a system of, listen, a system of maintaining standards in manufactured products by testing a sample of the output against the specification. So I want you to understand that. I want you to be clear. This is how this whole message is going to be tailored. It is a system of maintaining standards. So in other words, you have something, a system, a process in your life that operates to maintain the standard that tests a sample of what you're sending out to the world against the specification. So in other words, there's a specification, there's a model, there's a standard that the Fruit of the Loom lady had the, the, the draws, the underwear had to measure, meet the specification of what the standard was. So is there a standard in your life? Is there, is there a quality by which you measure yourself against as a sample before you go out into the world? 
Is there anything that you have in place? Or do you not listen to anybody? You don't, you don't listen to any criticism. Nobody can tell you anything. You, you don't. You're not open to anybody's thoughts or observations. You have a rebuttal for everything. So I have this question for you this morning. Here, I want you to ask yourself, what is your quality level? What is your quality level? Just, just let that sink in for a minute. What, this morning, what is your quality level? Now, if you just sinned probably 30 minutes ago or an hour ago, or if your last night was wicked, your quality level might be pretty low. What, what is your quality level? I want you to, I want you to see that picture on the screen. I want you to see that quality level that there's, there's low, there's medium, and there's high. If your quality level is low, you need to make some adjustments. If your quality level is medium, you need to make some adjustments. And I think, I think, remember the testing is done before we send the product to the consumer. And I'm wondering if God is not sending us out to the consumer because our quality levels are too low. Where are you? Are you at 25? 45? Oh, you doing good. You, you at 60? 70? 70 is average. 70 is, is the medium. 80 is above average. 90. 90 and above is where you should be in terms of your quality level. So let me make this clear. Let's go a little further in trying to understand this quality control. I want to help you understand that in quality control, it's all about process. Listen, focus on process and inspection, not individuals. Quality control focuses on process and inspection, not individuals. Now, I want to be clear on that. I want you to understand that. Quality control is about the process. It's about the inspection. It's about the test, not the individuals. So in other words, let the process have the work on changing the quality. Don't attack the person who is not at the quality level. Attack the process. In other words, people, when they come to you, are already at a level of quality. It could be low, medium, or high. So attacking them is not going to change their quality. Do you get what I'm saying? Attacking an individual is not going to change their quality. But if you attack the process, it is the process of quality control that identifies where the problems are and creates instructions or data to be able to make the changes necessary to present yourself at a different quality level. The quality, listen to me, listen to this carefully. The quality is either in the product or it's not. In other words, by the time, by time the product gets to you, either the quality is there or it is not. Your inspection won't change the quality necessarily. It reveals the quality. 
That's all I'm saying is that the inspection will reveal the level of quality you're at and then you change after the inspection. Are you tracking? Are you with me? Shauna, make sure they're, they're tracking. Now listen to this carefully, Terry. Watch this. This is important. One reason for the decline in quality control is the rush to complete the product. In other words, whenever sometimes assembly lines rush to get the product out, they lack on inspection. They skip inspections and the quality is not as good as it could have been if they'd have taken their time before rolling it out. Are you with me? Our lives, watch this now, sometimes as Christians and sometimes in the name of the Lord, busy doing the Lord's work. I don't care if the Lord's work or the devil's work. I'm telling you, the result is going to be the same. When your lives are so desperate that you don't have time to check the quality, you are going to be misrepresented in the world. Even a good devil has to practice. Come on now. Aren't there there good thieves? There are good liars. There are some wicked people who practice being wicked. Are you tracking what I'm saying? So just as there are practice devils, there need to be practiced Christians. In other words, slow your life down enough to pass inspection. I remember opening a building and we were doing ministry at different places. You know, we had to do inspection. We had to pass inspection. I was thinking, oh man, they can't get to us for three weeks. They're going to push our opening date back. And I was like, well, can we, can we, you know, do it another time? Can we skip it? They were like, no, you shouldn't be skipping inspections. You shouldn't be skipping the scrutiny of God's eye on your life, the process and the things that he puts in your life for quality control. And I'm going to show you what that is and what that looks like. So I hope you're interested. We assume that God just wants us to be out there saying Jesus loves you. God loves you. No, he don't. No, he don't. He don't want you just jumping out there and putting your franchise out there. He wants you to pass inspection. He wants quality. So I study all week. I go through these lessons. I go through the flow of service. I go through it again before we start on Sunday morning. I go through it with Sean and Joy. On Saturday, I test it. I go through. What am I doing? I'm checking for quality control. So that by the time we come online, you're not looking at blurred lines or scrambled screens or in and out audio. Don't skip quality control. Man, I hope you hear me. I feel the anointing on me on that. I feel God saying to somebody, you're skipping too many inspections. And then you wonder why the relationships you're in are bad for you. You skipped the inspection. You didn't do a background check on him. You didn't ask a friend. I'm just, I'm just kidding, sort of. But, but you didn't ask around about him. You didn't, you didn't take enough time to date, to, to, to ask questions. You, you just jumped right into it. You skipped inspection. And God says, I'm not interested in just having people married. I just don't want people dating. I don't want people in churches and pulpits preaching. I don't want people passing out tracts. I want quality. Ah, God, I hope we hear this message today. We assume it isn't needed, but it's the thing that's holding us back. When you skip inspection, God skips you. 
In other words, when you don't put in the time to make sure you do quality work, God says, that's okay, I'll get somebody else to do it. That's okay, I've got other people who have put in time. That's okay, I've got other people who've been working on their gift. I've got other people who have spent hours trying to go through their lines to make sure they represent me well. I've got people who have been working on their heart, who've been working on humility, who've been working on patience, and they will represent better. There are some people who can sing the melodies out of a, a chirping bird, but they have no anointing. And then you find somebody who comes on stage who can't sing half as well, but they're full of the Holy Ghost. God says, I don't want you just to sing well. I want a quality of life. And for quality of life, I've created a system called quality control. I'll show you it in scripture. Let's look at the next slide. Let me show you this. I want to show you the path to quality the path to quality. I want to talk about the path to quality. And that path to quality, I want to tell you, is tests, trials, and processes. Tests, trials, and processes are part of quality control. And the goal of quality control, listen to this, listen to this, listen little Ben, The goal is to ensure that the product maintains its quality according to spec throughout the process it goes through. Watch this now. I want you to understand it is not just about getting you to a point of quality. It's getting you to a point of quality and sustaining it or improving it. So I don't want you to think that God is just taking you from low quality, mid quality, low quality, mid high quality. He wants to put you at high quality and the system put in place is to maintain. It is to sustain your quality of life. In other words, God is not, he doesn't create quality control to to assume that you're going to fall below quality every week. Nobody opens a business and presents a product thinking that every week or every week they go to test it is going to fall below quality. Well, then you got a faulty product, period. The point of, God, Jesus. Uh, The point of quality control is that God assumes that on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, his Holy Spirit is keeping you. That he has the power to preserve the power, the, the, the quality in your life so that you're not doing this up and down roller coaster. The quality control system and processes he put in place are to maintain who he has already qualified you to be. So watch this now. In audio, and you know, I I write music in studio, you know, all of this stuff. So in audio, listen, before we went to digital, do you remember remember them tapes, the cassette tape? Who remember this cassette? Terry, you remember them cassette tape? D-Lo? D-Lo, I know you remember them cassette tape. Some of y'all used to make your playlist. That was your playlist back in the day. You record uh, uh, Easy Wiggins on K-A-C-E. You be recording that, recording that. That be your, your special love tape. You play it when you have a date that come over. Never mind, I'm telling all my business. But, 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 but remember, listen, if, if your friend came over and said, let me get a copy of that tape. When he copied that tape, remember you had the dual cassette recorder and you put one in here and one in here and you copied over Every time you copy that track, it loses quality. Mm, Watch this now. You're going to get this. 
in audio before digital, every time you took a copy of that audio, it loses quality. Every time you dupe a video, every time you copy a video, it loses quality. So every time you go through something, watch this now, every time you go through a test, every time you go through a trial, do you lose quality? And so hear me when I say quality control, ah God, is a system put in place to keep you from losing quality when you go through something. Oh, I'm teaching right now. I ought to stop. This is, that's enough right there. So all I'm saying is quality control, quality assurance is to make sure that when you go through a test, when you go through a copying, a replication, when you go through a trial or a process, quality control says I have a system in place to make sure you maintain your quality after I take you through, in other words, watch this now. Let me go back to the Fruit of Loom underwear concept. So they take the underwear concept and they take the underwear and they wash it and they scrub it. And they try to say, well, all this, just wash it 25 times. Let's wash it 30 times. And it does, is the quality still there? In other words, they put it through rigorous trials and tests to see if it can stand the quality. And if the underwear can stand the quality after 50 wash cycles, then they say, ah, this is good for the consumer. God says, I need you to have a quality control system in place so that when you go through the stuff you go through the washings of life that you don't lose your quality so this is the point of God using trials the point of God using trials it it doesn't give you tests to destroy you some of you complain oh I'm going through this and God has me going through this it doesn't give it to you destroy you his goal is to test you to maintain the quality you have or to improve it so the trial in your life is not for God to hurt you the trial in your life is a test to test your quality to maintain it in other words he's testing you to make sure you don't fall below your status So you think tests are bad? You think trials are bad? No, trials and tests are good because without tests or trials, you would fall below the standard of quality and you wouldn't even know it. Do you remember Samson? Do you remember Samson? The Bible said that when they cut his hair, he, listen, he didn't even know, he didn't even know he had lost his strength. In other words, sometimes when you don't have tests and quality measures in place, you can fall, you can fall from God's grace. You can live a sinful life. You don't even know you've lost your power. I'm going to pause. I'm going to take my time this morning. This is so juicy. the, The juice is oozing out the marble steak. My point is, Quality means the highest measurement equal most to the standard or spec. In other words, my quality of living should match the highest measure of the standard or specification. I need to match a standard. So let me put that on the screen. I want you to see that. I want you to see that. Quality means the highest measurement equal most to the standard or spec. When you got up this morning, Can you say, did you say that my quality is the highest measurement 
equal most to the standard or spec. What is your standard? What standard have you set in your life for you? If your standards are low, then you will probably meet your standard every day. You're not challenged. You're not motivated because you know the standard is attainable. Why not set a standard higher? I'm going to walk off to set myself. I'm just going to walk off. This, this is just, I'm going to go sit in a chair and listen to me. Quality speaks to the matching of its elements and function with its intended meaning of creation. In other words, God says, I have a standard that I created before you were even formed. We were preordained. Our will, his will for our lives was preordained. In other words, he set a standard for us before we were even born. And so when we were created, watch this now, when we were born as a baby, his goal for our lives was to raise us up to the standard he created for us in the kingdom of God. So don't let Tyrone set the standard for you. Hello? Hello? Don't let your boss set the standard for you. There are some bosses who are lazy too. They don't want nothing better for you either. They don't want you to get educated. They don't want you to take more classes. There are some people in your life, there are some friends you have that don't care to do nothing either. They want to sit there and drink with you all day too. Pitiful. Raise the standard. This is what God wants for us. He wants to conform us, listen, to the image of his own son. What is the standard? Jesus. <laughs> Do you match the standard of Jesus? Well, you don't believe me. So let me give you some text. I, I, I've given you the business aspect of it. There are three things needed for quality control. Three things needed for quality. And I want to make sure that you understand this. Three things needed for, for quality. Number one. You need a standard. The standard is the ideal. The standard is the ideal. Number two, you need a sample. The sample is the reality. So the standard is the ideal. The sample is the reality. And then number three, you need a study. That is the quality control. So you have the standard, which is the ideal. You have the sample, which is the reality of the ideal. In other words, it's the product, which is a derivative of the standard, the specs on paper. In other words, the standard is on paper. The sample is the reality. We take it off paper and we actually create it. And then three, quality control is we study it or test it to make sure it does what the paper says it should do. Are you with me? So cars, I'm sure Chico would like this. Cars must go through quality control. I'm sure when Chico, before Chico gets on the road to race, when he wants to race, he has to check the engine. He has to check it for quality. He has to check and recheck, check and recheck, recheck, check and recheck and check and recheck. When you're really trying to win, 
That's what that's what that's what inspect that's what quality control looks like is a check and a check again. It's not it's not it's not okay. You okay? I just checked five minutes ago. No, when you're trying to win, you welcome checkings. Checkings make sure you have quality. God, I ah oh, never mind. I don't know. So you apply these tests pre-production, you apply the test during production, you apply the test pre-shipment, you apply the test piece by piece during inspection, you apply the test at different points. In other words, you don't just wait till Sunday to present. You don't wait till the day. You inspect when you get up. You inspect after you had an argument with somebody, you got to recheck yourself because you, you just went left. You done jumped off the, the righteous boat. You, you check and you recheck. You check pre-production, you check during production, you check while you're getting ready to go you check you check before you accept the job, you check when you sign yes for the job, you check when you show up for the job, you check while you're doing the job, do you get what I'm saying? You check recheck, check, recheck uh, what is the standard? the standard is God. The standard is God. Now I want you to be clear. What should we check ourselves against? We should check ourselves against the standard of God. So the first thing we need is a standard. Standard equals God. Our standard of quality is God. So when we speak, watch this now, when we speak of perfection, We speak of God and his ways. So what is my standard? My standard is perfection. My standard is God. And when Romans says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that's what sin means. It means you have missed the mark. It means you did not come in at quality level. And this is why Jesus must then come in and be the quality for us so we can pass inspection. Because the reality is, if we tried to pass inspection on our own, we all would fail. But thanks be to God, Jesus, ah, God, as we enter into Christ, then we pass the inspection because he becomes our righteousness, but the standard is God and God is perfect. And when we talk about God, we talk about his perfection in his nature and his ways. God is the perfect standard for all mankind, period. If anybody wants to be the best man they could ever become, the standard for every man is God. He is the highest blueprint for all life to aspire to match, period. If every man and every woman, you want to rule the world, then your standard is God. You want to be chief executive of some firm or corporate organization, your standard is God. So watch this now. You don't believe me. Let me give you the text that intimates this more readily. Matthew 548 says, be ye therefore, what? Perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Oh, so 
God is absolutely perfect. He says to us, be perfect. Just like your father is perfect. There it is. Family business. There it is. It's the family business. I'm telling you in the family business. I'm telling you in the family business that God says, be perfect. Just like your daddy. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which in heaven is perfect. That's the standard. You with me? All right. Let's check then the sample. Criteria number two for quality. The sample is man. The, 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 uh, the standard is God, but the sample is man. So we talked last week about how God thought it not robbery to come down and take on the form of a man. So God, who is spirit, is the standard. He's the blueprint. He's the own paper. He's who we're trying to become like. He takes that paper and forms it into a man where Jesus becomes the sample or the replica of perfection on earth. Ah, God. He becomes the role model on earth to show and demonstrate that you can be human and be perfect. Ah, God, if I had time, I'd talk about how when we are in Jesus, we sin and we fail all day long, but in Jesus before the Father, we pass inspection. Ah, Ah, God, this is why God says, don't do anything without Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because when we are in Christ, we pass inspection. So Jesus was the demonstration that we actually could achieve the standard set before us. Jesus proved that you can be both God and man. Jesus was on earth as God and man. He sinned not. He was perfection. You can be human and rise to the standards of perfection like our father. So all of you out there saying the Lord knows my heart. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And you don't have to try to do better. You are wrong. And you are out of order. God has given us an example of the standard in the person of Christ. And if he lived on earth with victory over sin, then you too can get victory over your sin. You can get victory over your alcoholism. You can get victory over your sexism. You can get victory over your lionism. You can get victory over your stealingism, your kleptomaniaism. You can get get it's a victory over your cheating. You can get victory over all of these issues in your life because Jesus did it. He is the sample for us. And he said in Matthew, be perfect like your daddy is. This is a family business. Jesus is the example. And he put him on earth as an example to show us that whatever Jesus did, you can do. What is your excuse? You keep passing and skipping over inspection because you think you're going to fail. I'm telling you, if you get in Jesus, then you won't you won't defend yourself and rebut 
every checkpoint and every inspection because you know that the inspection is coming at the request of the Father and the Father has put you in Christ. In other words, he's determined a system that makes sure you win. God doesn't want you to fail. In the family business, God not only requires perfection, he makes it possible to achieve. And I don't mean perfection in you do everything right. I mean perfection in getting in Christ so that you do everything possible to stay united to Christ, to stay in the spirit, to stay in the word, to stay in prayer, to stay wrapped up in God. You work on that and you pass inspection. God is not sitting there judging you on your actions. The judgment day is not here. We're in the period of grace. We're in grace. So when you mess up, God looks at you and he sees Jesus and he says, your your unquality is covered by God, by Christ. Judgment day is coming. Oh yeah. So he's saying, I'm giving you a period of grace to get it together so that on judgment day, you won't have to worry about Ah, man. So we are the sample. We are the representation of him in the world. So Jesus is gone. Now we represent, we are little Jesus's, let me, no, let me take that back. Let me take that back. We are representations of Jesus in the earth. We are the representation of our father. We are not perfect, but the good news is that that is our goal. God wants us to conform, listen to this, to the image of his son. His goal for us is to make us like Christ. His goal for us is to make you think I'm making this up. Jesus was made in the image of God and we as Christians are to be made in the image of Jesus. So God the Father is the standard. Jesus was made in his image. Jesus makes us in the image of himself. Are you with me? So then let me show you the text. Let me put this text on the screen. Let me show you this text. Colossians 1.15 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So if he's the image of the invisible God and he's the firstborn of creation, then there are others who are going to come after him. There are going to be others born after him. Who you think comes after? The firstborn is Jesus. The afterborns are us. We get born again. We become the images. So he is the firstborn. He's the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn because more are to be born. And then look at this next verse. Look at this next verse, which makes it clear. Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become, here it is, that's us, conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many believers. So let me go back to that verse. He says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And then back to Romans, for those whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. So the text says, Jesus is the image of God, and for those whom he foreknew, for those whom he predestined, 
We are to be conformed to the image of the Son who was conformed to the image of God, where Matthew 45, 48 says, be ye perfect as the Father is perfect. So how do we get perfect? Well, the Father sets the standard. The Father sends a sample in the Son, Jesus. Then Jesus gets us born again, and then we are wrapped up in the righteousness of God, and we become recipients of quality control to maintain a life of quality because we're going to be presented to the world, to the consumer who needs to know what love is. So while Jesus exists to, as the express perfect image of the Father, we are not the express image of the Father. We laugh, we lie, we cuss, we sneak, we sin. And so that's why we have to be conformed to the image. The Bible for Colossians, it didn't say Jesus had to be conformed to the image of God. The Bible said Jesus is the express image of God. In other words, he didn't have to work his way up to it. So Jesus is the expression of God, but we have to be conformed to the image of Christ. In other words, we got to work on it. In other words, we need quality control. Somebody say quality control. That image has to be matured. It has to be tested. It has to be validated. It has to go through processes over time. That's the reason for the slide, the choice that I put on the screen. You see the light bulb. It's broken, and it goes all the way up to a full bulb. In other words, God takes broken people, and he takes them through trials, and he takes them through process. He takes them like the fruit of the loom draws. You go through washings. You lose jobs. You go through divorces. You experience foreclosures. You get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. You get dumped, you get broken up, you get lost, you get carried away, you go bankrupt, you file bankrupt. God lets these things happen because they are his quality control. He will give you tests to improve your measurement of quality to conform you to the image of his son. But where there is, listen to me, where there is, listen to me, where there is an issue of time there will be a need for patience. Oh God, because while we're being conformed to the image of Christ, some of us get impatient. I want my platform now. Don't you remember the prodigal son? Give me my money now, daddy. Give me my quality now. Give me my church now. Give me my pulpit now. Give me my husband now. You ain't ready for hubby. You ain't ready for wifey. Give me my car now. Give me my six-figure salary now. Where there is a time period for confirmation, you need patience. Watch this now. The key, I'm wrapping it up, the key to quality control is patience. I'm a work in progress. Patience leads to perfection. I'm going to say that again with a little turn. Patience leads to perfection. Patience leads to perfection. Because remember I told you, God is at work at some things and it takes time. It does not yet appear what we shall be. I will talk about that later. Patience is the time that is needed for something to change. I'm going to say that again. Patience is the time needed for something to change. Some of you are in need of patience, and without patience, you will never see anything get better. You will never see the best of something if you don't have the patience to wait for it. 
The danger of greatness, listen to this carefully. Listen to this carefully, Sharita. The danger of greatness is to never know if the words you say that are great are only great to you. Listen to me. There's some people who think their poots don't stink. In in other words, you think that you can't do anything wrong. But it's not until you stand up next to somebody else in a crowd of people and then you poop. And then everybody around you says, oh, you foul. In other words, now they look at you and what you thought was great, what you thought was you in your own bubble really is not great. Because now others, God, are able to see that you aren't as great as you thought you were. So the danger is of greatness is to never know if what you have can really measure against a stand. God dog it. And some people who don't have a standard think that they are the best thing living on earth. And I came to tell you that you might be wrong, boo. You haven't measured yourself against a standard. What worked well at the ma and pop store where you were manager will not work at Apple or Google. The stakes are too high. The differences are too great. And you get measured to a standard there, you will be reducingly failing. But you were employee at a month for 15 years at Mom Pom Jack store. God says, I'm going to place you into an arena that has a higher standard than what you're used to. And so the danger of greatness is to think that you are all you have been made to be, but you're only thinking that because you're in an environment that hasn't changed in the last 20 years. So you're thinking that you have apex, that you have reached the peak of your life when that is not true. You have not left your bubble and that is dangerous. You must be tested. Your gifts must be tested against the masses to validate what you believe to be true. This is called what we call in technology world user acceptance testing. We call it the UAT period. In other words, if I'm rolling out a new software, I let a user, I give it to a group of people, a pilot group. That's what uh, TV shows, they give a pilot. They test it with a group of people in a certain region to see ah, if it meets the standard of the directors and the producers. So God says, as long as you think that your world all encompasses of you and you alone. If you think you're great there, you need a pilot. You need a group to be put in for people to critique you. What is that? Quality control. You need to be surrounded by people who will tell you that's not good. That color is wrong. That's not great. Maybe you should try this. Well, just okay for me, dog. Has a little pitchy for me. You know, you need to put yourself out before people. Listen, to me carefully. There is no such thing as a king to yourself. There is no such thing as a king to yourself. Every king needs a follower and a kingdom. To call yourself great is self-delusional. Greatness or the bigness of something must be validated by a standard before many. And I'm so glad Jesus went to the cross and everybody saw him. That the cross wasn't an isolated event just for power and a couple people. Jesus hung on the 
the cross for all the world to see why. So his quality of salvation could be validated amidst the masses. That Jesus was not just God to himself, but he's God to the world because he came to the world and walked among the world and was tested and validated and authenticated when he healed the lame man, when he gave sight to the blind, when he raised the dead, he was validating himself. You can sing all you want to in the shower, but ain't nobody coming to your concert until you get a thousand or five thousand, five million followers on Instagram and you're able to test the quality of your voice against the masses. Am I helping anybody? We need to know, Lord, what is my quality? This is quality control. We attain this by regular and consistent testing and processing. So I gave you the standard. I gave, given you the sample. Now I've got to give you the study as we ride on out of here on Pocahontas horse. Try this. Study. The third one is study. And it, it that equals trials. So while the standard was God, the sample was man, but the study is trials. The study of our lives comes out in trials. God studies us when we go in through. The tests of life impact our quality. The tests of life impact our quality. Tests are the vehicles that lead us to this maturity that we need to establish quality. Our end result must look like the beginning result of God we mentioned above. In other words, the thing, the difference between the chasm between me and the standard of God is a bunch of tests. The vehicle that gets me to the maturity of God is the processes and the system that God lets me go through in order to make me more like him. I feel preaching now. Let me give you this passage of scripture. It's a familiar one, but you know it. James 1, 2 through 4. He says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter what? Various trials. In other words, be joyful, be happy, don't worry, be happy. Because your trials, he says, knowing that the testing of your faith does what? Produces endurance or patience. I remember I told you, where there is confirmation, there is need for patience. So he says, your testing produces endurance. And then he says, in the final verse four, he says, and let endurance, let patience have its what? perfect result so that you may be what? Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Somebody say preach black man. Here is verse number one and two where we learn about quality control. The path to perfection, the path to perfection is put in Christ. It is put in the trials of life. The path to perfection is through the trials and we learn, first of all, that the path must start with the spark of joy. You can't let every little incident take your joy. You can't stop singing. Here it is. I set you up. Hallelujah. Just because you got a problem with a co-worker, you can't let your situation take your happiness. You can't let people at your church keep you from going to church. Are you crazy? Just because they won't let you sit where you want to sit or park where you want to park? Are you out of your loins? 
I'm telling you, you've got to get joy back. Somebody say, give me my joy back because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm telling you, some trials, you're going to need strength to get through. Come on, somebody say amen. So this path to perfection should spark joy. You shouldn't be all frustrated and burnt out like burnt toast, crispy and dark. (laughs) We are to be delighted that we're in the process of being perfected. That's what a trial is. It's a process of perfecting. It is making you better. The test will produce, notice the text said, the test will produce patience. In other words, go through enough stuff and you'll be like, oh, well, I know how this is going. Ain't no point in me bucking the system. I may as well line on up with God. Patience is needed for a path to perfection. People aren't perfect and we must be patient with them because they can't just change on their own. They need tests to pass. In other words, you look at people and you're criticizing, hey, they're, so, they're so mean, they're so angry. I'm telling you, don't focus on the individual, focus on the process. They aren't perfect and you need patience with some people in your life. You think people need to be patient with you, but you need to be patient with those people in your life. That, my friend, is quality control. People who aren't perfect are in quality control. I like that. People who aren't perfect are in quality control. Where's Pastor Cherry? Oh, he's in the quality control department. What is happening over there? He's being worked on. Well, what are they doing? They're maintaining his perfection. Well, how can he do that? Well, he's in Christ Jesus, so I'm sure he'll pass. How do you know that you're in quality control when God keeps allowing you to go through some trials? Be patient because the end result is quality. What did the text say? The text said, count it all joy. He said, count it all joy when you go through these things, knowing that the testing of your faith uh, works patience. And he says, let the endurance have its perfect results. Well, what's the result? What's the result, y'all? The result is quality, perfection. You're complete and you're lacking nothing. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I want you to understand this. I want you to be clear. Just think of it. The Bible is saying the end result of your life is going to be the standard of God. The end result of your life is going to be the standard of your father. In other words, someday you will be conformed to the very image of God. Listen to what I'm saying. Yes, I'm saying you will be conformed to be just like Christ. We will be just like him. Do you hear what I'm saying? No more brokenness. No more cancer. No more pain, Mama Cain. No more leukemia. No more uh, COVID-19. No more issues with pain, drama, and hatred, and death. We will be like him, 100% perfect, quality of life off the charts. Nothing can be added. Nothing can be gained, and that's what it means. The Bible says you will be perfect. Perfect means to be full of age. Perfect means to be matured wine. Perfect means you've been rested right at the quite right temperature for the right amount of time. In other words, God set you on the shelf for a reason. God didn't put 
put you on the platform until the rising of the time. He says you will be perfect and he says complete or entire. And what that means is that all the parts make up a whole. In other words, no missing parts. In other words, you've got humility. You've got patience. You've got character. You've got integrity. In other words, God is working on the parts of your life. All you're looking at is the complete car. Be careful walking on that car lot and all you do is see a shining car. You ain't even looked under the hood. God says, I am the hood looker. I look under the hood of your life and I find what's broken. I change hoses. I change fuses. I change carburetors. I rebuild trannies. I take care of fan belts. I make sure rotors work. I make sure there's enough oil and the pistons are driving right at the right calibration. God says everybody else looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. He's the hood looker. He looks under the hood and determines the quality of life. You keep picking them bald head, big bicep men, but you haven't looked under his hood. You've got to find a man who is more than just muscle and brawn, a smiling face and a cheering entity. You've got to find what's his heart. Does he love God? Does he care about you? Does he care about children? Would he help a stranger on the street? Would he give his last to make sure somebody else lives? God looks under the heart. That's the quality control. And then he says in the end, you will be lacking in nothing. In other words, nothing needed has been left behind. In other words, you can walk in and there ain't nothing that needs to be added. Anybody want to be their best self where nothing can be added? You are filled to the brim. Nothing can be taken and nothing can be added. There is nothing else that is needed. You are lacking nothing. Worry not about any other item. Your status is perfect. Ah, that's what I mean by don't worry about a thing. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want means you lack nothing. You cannot improve anymore. This is the best rendition of yourself when you are in Christ. This is quality control. I got to wrap it up. Here's my last, my last, my last, my last script here. My last slide. And it says this. This is the conclusion. Say this with me, will you? Anything worth perfecting is worth its process. <laughs> anything worth anything worth perfecting is worth its process. Some of you say you want this to be great, but you won't do no work to make it great. Shame on you. Muhammad Ali did not say he float like a butterfly and sting like a bee because he sat home and watched TV all day. He came in with that kind of smoothness because he knew he spent the hours in the gym it took. Some of your children act the way they act because you haven't put in the time to discipline and to parent them. Some of your marriages are struggling because you won't put in the work. I'm telling you, anything worth perfecting is worth the process. Well, what is the process? The process is the test. The test is the trial. The trial is the inspection. The inspection is the 
study. The standard, the sample, and the study. Somebody ought to say, God study my life. The psalmist said it like this. He said, search me. Search me, Lord, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the path everlasting. And all you got to do every day is get up and say, execute quality control. Search me, God. In the middle of us becoming the best quality is a process. You're in a process. Your marriage is in a process. Your finances are in a process. Your health is in a process. Your children are in a process. Your well-being, your Christianity, your sanity is in a process. And y'all, I'm telling you, God has you in a process to move you to a place of quality. And life is the process that leads to the best quality. And if you run from life to a bottle or to a drug or to a needle or to a woman or to a thing or to a status you are missing out on life and life is the process that wields the stone of David at a Goliath that stands to threaten your moment and your hour because I'm going to tell you something didn't nobody know about David until David slew Goliath I'm telling you there's a moment coming in your life that a Goliath is going to stand in front of you and you cannot cower down. You've got to face life head on and take the five smooth stones and a slingshot and say, I come at you in the name of the Lord and you stand. Stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth. The breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit praying always in the spirit with all supplication that you might know this is your season. The Ecclesiastes says to everything there is a time and there is a season. I'm telling you there's a birthing that needs to come in your life but you won't go through the process. The process is needed to get you to your platform. So don't hate life, boo. Learn to love the process. It exists to make you better. Now that's quality control. So I conclude with this passage. This one word, you need to put this on your screen at work or somewhere and you quote it to yourself. (laughs) I like this. I'm going to say it a little cocky. I'm going to read a little cocky here. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. So the point of all this is that it does not yet appear, boo, who my final status is at this time. But when he comes, I will be like him, for I shall see him as he is. And what does it mean? The way you see him is the way you will see you, because you are made in his image as he is made in the image of his father. And that, my friends, is quality control. I'm PC, and that's all I've got. Amen, amen. Ah.